everybody to the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, football has wrapped up its spring 2023 practice. But before we get started and in diving into that, we just wanted to let you know that we still have the Patreon, the Blazer Victory Patreon. So if you have not signed up for that, you can go to patreon.com slash blazerpod. It's just $5 a month, and that's going to give you access to all of our bonus exclusive episodes. We've got three up now. We're going to try to do two to three each month, but like I said, it's only $5 a month. So not only does that give you guys bonus content to listen to each month, but it also helps out the Blazer Victory podcast. We are at 44 patrons right now we are blown away by the support so thank you all 44 people that have signed up for it but we're trying to push to get to 50 so we just need at least six more patrons to sign up and like i said you know that you've got access to the three episodes now you're going to continue to get access each month it's just five dollars a month and it also helps support the blazer victory podcast so it's a win-win and Darren, Jimmy, you guys got any words uh, on the Patreon to, to get some more folks on board with us? Yeah, man, it's it's like just the same amount that people pay for like cloud storage or even more a month, you know. Um, so if you find stuff like that valuable, if you are really interested in some of the inner workings, um, just extra info, extra content on your Blazers um, we do spend a great amount of time just um, digging into info, man. Uh, Jimmy does a, a great job of keeping up with so much in the recruiting world. And me and John, we sit down and we get the we get the green light from Jimmy from who to look out for. And we sit down and we look at film and 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 John is always on the ground. Um, in facilities like we we are fathers we are husbands with day jobs like but we um we do do a lot to provide quality content not just content but quality content and we sit down and we do our homework and we want to earn it we want the five dollars to be worth it and we've had a lot of good feedback from a lot of you guys and we're so so proud of that so you guys keep us going with your comments and y'all can be y'all can be real with us and um, I think y'all are, you know, I think y'all tell us how y'all feel and, um, from, from what the feedback we've been getting is that you, you guys have been enjoying the content. We're extra super proud of that. We want to continue to earn that. We don't want to just sit on that and be like, ah, we get, we gave y'all some good content. We're going to pump out some BS. No, we are doing our homework. We want to even, we want to get better for you guys. So spread the word out quality content guys that's really on the feet on the ground feet on the ground putting in work create relationships and just trying to figure out what angle what can we do to be better so thank you guys so much and uh we just want to continue rolling yeah the support thus far has been overwhelming definitely exceeded um expectations that we talked about uh, from the get-go and uh, just want to thank everybody that has signed up for the Patreon. Encourage anyone that has not to give us a shot. So Darren and John have done a good job explaining what type of content that we're going to bring to the table, the work that we're going to put in. And the reality is, is that we're just getting started. So we have some awesome recruiting content. It's an awesome time to get 
subscribed right now, given all the recruiting stuff that we have going on. But we're looking forward to just building that platform all summer long, going into the fall season to kick off football. So if you haven't already, give, give us a shot. And if you have given us a shot already, definitely refer us to somebody. And uh, let's get that number up to 50. Definitely. And I just want to clear up some things, too. Like some people are thinking that it's five dollars an episode. No, this is just a five dollars a month, once a month charge. And you're getting access to every single exclusive episode that we have on the Patreon right now. As Jimmy and Darian just mentioned, you know, we just started it, but we've already got three episodes out there. So you'll have access to all three of those episodes. And another thing I want to clear up is that we're still going to do the quote unquote free show is what we've always done. It's what Blazer Victory uh, podcast listeners have come to love over the last three, four years. We are still going to do that. We're just doing even more on the Patreon. And, you know, we've had a lot of people say, hey, I can't spend $25, $30 on a T-shirt, but I really want to support you guys. And what better way to support the Blazer Victory podcast by joining the Patreon? Again, patreon.com slash blazerpod. It's just $5 a month. I think a Little Caesars pizza costs more than that now. So you are getting exclusive uh, great content for cheaper than a hot and ready pizza at Little Caesars. Hashtag they are not a sponsor, but if Little Caesars wants to hop on board, we'll glad, <laughs> gladly take them. Um, but but guys, seriously, it's five dollars a month. Darian's mentioned before you, you're going to spend more on coffee on it, but just help support the Blazer Victory podcast. We've been doing this, you know, as Darian mentioned, we all three have, you know, our day jobs that we do, you know, for real to help support our family. We've always done this for fun. Um, but, you know, we've had so many people reach out. Hey, can I how can I help support the show? This is a great way. And like Darian said a couple episodes ago, we're, we don't want handouts. You know, we want to earn your money. So five dollars a month gets you access to at least two to three exclusive episodes on the Patreon each month. Like I said, we're, we're still in April and there's already three up for April. Like Jimmy said, we've got a lot of recruiting news. Basketball and football portal are open. So tons of great content coming your way on the Patreon. So now transitioning last episode on the free show on the Blazer Victory podcast main feed. I did get to talk with running backs coach Henley Brigham at practice last Friday. I thought it was a fantastic interview. Um, you guys need to hear about this loaded running back room that is going to continue to get loaded. And I'm sure we're about to get in that in a few minutes. But if you missed that episode, go back to the previous episode and miss it. It's like 10 minutes. Great content from UAB. Uh, longtime coach. He's been there eight, eight years now. Uh, at UAB as the running backs coach. Uh, Henley Brigham, thank you again, Henley, for coming on the show. I thought it was a great interview. So check that out if you haven't already. But guys. Yeah, John. John, I, I did think that was a good interview. Like, I did notice for people that haven't noticed this one little tidbit, how stacked he said he thinks this is the stacked room. Now, I want y'all to go the, the most stacked room he's ever had while he's here. He's been here eight years. He just had a room with Debo in it. Um, so I do encourage you guys to go back, check out that interview. Um, he said a lot of positive things about this running back room. A lot of things that John, uh, that John and I mentioned when we went and saw the spring game, we, and then it's before that we heard a lot of positive things from Steve Irvine from 1819 news. He said, Hey man, this running back room is pretty good. I didn't expect that. And then to see it for ourselves, like, Oh, just the versatility and the depth. And then to hear, um, you did a great job, by the way, but the the interview with Coach Brigham, um, it was very eye-opening. So I do definitely, I want people to get all of the context and check it out. 
and I just love the honesty and transparency too. Like, you know, Henley was like, Hey, we're about to get, get some more guys in, you know, with Jacobs coming in, like it's about to be even more loaded. And, you know, he kind of talks about how, you know, he's going to have the uh, problem of <laughs> how to get all these guys some touches and get them on the field. But Hey, that's a very, you know, good problem to have uh, if you, you know, for a uh, coach. So definitely guys check that out if you have not already, but Let's go ahead and transition into just kind of recapping spring ball. And, you know, Darian and I did uh, do a spring game recap last week, uh, recapping the spring game. But this, you know, Jimmy, you know, was in a, unable to be on that episode. So we got us all three on this show to just kind of recap spring ball and talk about, you know, I guess whatever we want to talk about, guys, I, I guess first thing I, I would like to bring up is that this is the first time I've ever seen where you have the spring game and then you have a week after to not only just do walk, not, like you're not doing walkthroughs the week after. You are grinding and having physical practices immediately following the spring game. I mean, ha Darren, I know y'all didn't do that back, back when you played, right? Like it, it was no, all a spring the, game and done pretty much. Yeah, the spring game was the was the grand finale of everything, you know, and then it was off to basically the summer and just, just having a break and everybody re would rejoice. But um yeah, like I thought I think it's a pretty cool concept to do the spring game and be able to all right sit down, you sit with that because you put that performance on film, everybody was looking at it. And you have a week of grinded out practice, and then you have another scrimmage to top it off to really um, change the narrative on yourself and your performance of the spring game or build on what you already put down on film. Right. And I, I absolutely hate it that, you know, we were unable to go to that scrimmage. It was a closed scrimmage, like no media availability at all. So I was not able to make it out uh, this past Saturday to see what happened. But <laughs> word on the street is that it was <laughs> it was a very physical game. And um, if, if it's any indication, you know, of practice this week, I mean, I'm sure it was a it was a battle. I mean, you know, you talk about and you look, look at Steve Irvine's uh, post that he did for 1819 News about just talking about Wednesday's practice. And he got, you know, uh, Trent Dilfer quoted saying that. You know, they they put them in goal line situations. I mean, there were there was some fighting going on. Like it was very physical, you know. And I I I really like what Trent Dilfer did this week. Just still kind of going physical even after the spring game, kind of trying to fix some things. So I, that, that's just the first thing I wanted to bring up on today's episode. Um, but Jimmy, I, I know you you weren't at the spring uh spring game, but I know you listened to us. Was, was there anything that you kind of had uh, taken away from what Darian and I said on that episode or anything that you want to bring up? I just wanted to comment on the structure of spring practice and how unique it was um, having the spring game and having the week after uh, to really test the team and, you know, do something different. There's a theme here that I've noticed already where we're not afraid to mix things up and try something different, which I think is valuable. So for me, you know, I was happy that Trent and staff chose to do what they thought was best for this team and for that staff to develop 
the talent to evaluate the team to this point in time. So I'm sure from a fan perspective, there would be a preference to have a Saturday game as an example. But, you know, looking at how things worked out, they were prepping for what will be our first game of the upcoming season, which is on a Thursday night, right? And then the value that they had in the week after to look at the film of the spring game to see the players in those situations and then to really fine tune. I just think it was really unique and I think it will pay dividends. You referenced the Wednesday practice. I mean, there's talks of that Wednesday practice being that milestone that if we are successful, that Trent plans on pointing back to say that was a moment in time that defined that partially defined our success. That week wouldn't have happened if we had a spring game and then Kumbaya and we're gone, right? So I'm just really intrigued to see how it pays off, what what type of dividends we see from it. But, uh, you know, call me, you know, an optimist uh, for what I've seen thus far in the decision to structure spring practice as they did. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, it was, it was pretty cool to see as far as like dividends and everything um, possibly being paid off from having it structured this way. We saw... Um, Jacob Zeno have an kind of up and down performance. Um, it was more so game manager type of role. We didn't get to see him do too much, but I didn't catch the old, the whole clip, but maybe you guys did just offensively speaking, but seeing the high praise that um, Coach Dilfer was just heaping on Jacob Zeno um, on the three-man front show, and he was just saying, he was bragging on Jacob and how much information he's had he's had to digest in a short amount of time and how accurate he is. And um, he was also bragging about um, how how his whole time in the NFL he didn't digest that much knowledge, like the overhaul of the playbook and the things he's had to unlearn and the things he had he has had to learn so quickly. And it's telling that. You know, he always talked about the the quarterback revelation uh, versus somebody. He 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 believes that a, a quarterback in a instead of a competition that they are just naturally revealed themselves. He and he he is really saying that Jacob Zeno has really revealed himself. Um, I know I was I am impressed with Jacob and his like his the grown man in him and the leadership qualities he has and how he's able to take bumps and losses and. He keeps it pushing, man. Like he, he takes the lessons. He he can take getting chewed out, and he's he's just a great leader and a great person, you know. So, um, you love having somebody like that at the helm of everything, and just to hear Coach Dilfer heap so much praise on Jacob after a so-so spring game lets me know that this week of practice and that Saturday scrimmage, he must have really, really shined. Yeah, and I do want to give a shout out to Landrum Roberts, um, you know, uh, for three man front. And he also does sideline for the radio for UAB broadcast football broadcast. Uh, but yeah, Trent Dilfer heaped praises for Jacob Zeno. And guys, I I am so excited to see Jacob, you know, kind of what he mentioned in the interview, like what Trent mentioned about Zeno. Like he's taken so much in these just couple weeks during spring ball here at UAB than I think the quote was that more than a quarterback would it, but train during training camp during the NFL. Like I am so excited to see Jacob Zeno under this offense that 
Coach Mortensen and Coach Dilfer um, have planned for him. And you really can see just the growth within these last few weeks with Jacob Zeno, you know, and I think he's going to continue to grow. Now, yes, we did see a lot of check downs, um, check down throws to the running back during the spring game. But, guys, that's OK. I mean, would you rather him take a sack? No, he, no he, granted, he did, you know, have a couple sacks in the spring game. But we're starting to see Jacob make progressions, make reads. It's okay to check it down to some of these talent. You know, all all of these running backs are so talented, not only running the ball, but with their hands. And they showed that during the spring game. So it's okay to check down. Now, would we we like to see more vertical balls? Yes. But let's be real. Are they going to show all that consistently in a spring game? No. Spring is a great time to get your fundamentals down sort of install the beginning of the offense, but you've still got summer workouts, pl- summer player-led workouts. You've got all the fall camp. Man, I'm so excited to see this fall camp this year. Like, I, I know it's going to be a grind again like the spring was, but to actually install the playbook and scheme schemes with these guys, I'm so excited. If Jacob, if Jacob Zeno keeps you know progressing the way he has, Blazer fans are going to like what they're going to see on the football field this year from the quarterback position. I bet you guys that when Dilfer was looking at this job that he saw and he thought about the potential that Jacob Zeno brings to the table. We know how important the quarterback position is. And I can recall back to when uh, Jacob Zeno had committed to UAB. That was one of my more um, popular tweets that I'd ever sent out. There was just a slew of excitement over a guy that was, you know, a four star coming out of high school played, you know, at Baylor, you know, in their conference championship, you know, at his, I think it was his true freshman season that had seen the field that is oozing with talent and potential, a guy that threw for 300 plus yards last year against UTSA. And for this staff to have the opportunity to surround him with guys that have excelled at developing quarterbacks in previous roles, you know, especially with Trent Dilfer at the helm as well. And so, you know, I am cautiously excited because we just haven't seen a lot of it yet. But, you know, just hearing Dilfer talk about Zeno and his progression and what we have in front of us is extremely exciting. I got a I got a spring ball question for y'all. It's been such a popular topic about you know, Hugh Freeze coming out and talking about these in-state competitions. I want to ask Darian, as a former player yourself, like what what were your thoughts when you kind of heard the chatter coming out about these potential spring matchups, whether it be close scrimmage or open competition between in-state schools? Is that something that you would have really got up for, like as a former athlete? What was your just general thoughts on that? Most definitely, because um, I'm a competitor, and I feel like if you play the game of football, and you're out there, you know, scholarship or walk on. Um, I think the ultimate goal is to play in the NFL, you know, take care of your family or, you know, get that free education and take care of your family. But, yeah, as a competitor, as somebody with a bigger dream, um, you want to. You want to, like, measure yourself. It's a measuring stick. You want to. You want to be able to put that on film. It's another opportunity, especially if UAB is going against Auburn. While they're looking at it as practice, I'm looking at it as an opportunity. So I want to really go out there. I want to punish a guy from Auburn. I want to punish a guy from Alabama. So 
I always thought that individual individually, if you were to uh, win a matchup, no matter what the score is, as a team, as a team, they they all need you. You know, like they as a team, I need everybody to be a competitor. So um, I need everybody to win that personal matchup. So I always would take pride in winning my personal matchup, right? And then um, I felt like that would go hand in hand with the team score. So yes. Yes, all that to say is yes. I would want that. I would want another chance to um, prove to a scout that I can dominate. I don't care SEC opponent. Blah blah blah. All that is the all that stuff don't matter once you put on those pads and and all those stars. Those stars won't save you. So yeah, it's just time to hand out ass whoopings. Then there you go. All right. So follow up question <laughs> for John. <laughs> so uh, who would you be most excited to play? in-state in a spring scrimmage for UAB? Who would you like to see if we have an opportunity to play against someone? Oh, okay. I, hey, real quick, though, I think this needs to be an off-season episode by its own because I have mixed feelings about doing this at all. So I'm, I'm kind of – I guess I'm not surprised with Darian, <clears throat> Darian's answer, but I have some mixed feelings. But – if I if, if anybody if I had to if UAB had to play anybody, wouldn't it be oh I'm gonna get some grief wouldn't it be cool to see UAB and Alabama play at Protective Stadium? Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, like yeah. yeah. And you could give like and you could do a charity like hey you could do like what fifty fifty percent of the ticket sales go to like Children's Hospital or you know I mean you could you could make it. Really, really fun, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like a full game. It could be like, you know, maybe, you know, run a clock for an hour or something like that. But I, I, if I had to pick one school, yeah, I would like to see UAB in Alabama. It's, it's never going to happen. Let's be real. It is never going to happen. But I think that would be cool. Um, but to wrap this episode up, because before we started recording, I did tell the guys I, I wanted this to be kind of 20 minutes and we were at, what, 22 minutes real quick. On both sides of the ball, let's start with offense. What do we want? And this can be Jimmy, Darian, either one of you. What do we want to see going forward from here? You know, I feel like we kind of talked about, you know, we still want to see Zeno, you know, continue to grow within this system. But what what, what do we want to see going forward heading into, you know, player-led workouts and fall camp? Uh, You want to see the picking order? You want to see it revealed. You want to see the cream of the, uh, whoever is going to take those spots. You want to see them take them. I want to see consistency at the offensive line and the quarterback play receiver. You want to see those guys you can count on in crunch time take those spots. And then you want to see the, the dip develop behind behind that. So that's um, what I said. And I have my daughter. I have my daughter entering. Hold on. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so just to say you want your starters to be revealed and then you want them to take the spots. You want the dip to fill in behind and see who you can count on, even if a guy go down. That's that is what I want uh, offensively to to come about. Hey, I want to see us be multiple. There's there's so many conversations about offensive scheme and you know what we can expect from the offense. And you know, we we know what our offenses look like in the um, you know, in the past, and the offense was successful. We won two conference championships, but I'm looking forward to being more multiple. And so I want to see that come to fruition. We didn't see that in the spring game, obviously. So, you know, all the talk about us opening up the playbook and, 
for the receivers to be running full route trees and, you know, for us getting the running backs involved here and there and just doing all this stuff. Like I'm ready to see us mix it up, light it up and, and to see us really get that scoreboard lit up. Definitely. And I, I just add, just to add on, I, I want to see continued growth in the offensive line, you know, and I want to see, I want to see the ones establish themselves even more. You know, we, we, Darian and I spoke after the spring game that we were actually, you know, pretty impressed with the offensive line play. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't nowhere near perfect, but in our eyes, it was better than, you know, I guess we anticipated. And uh, so hopefully, you know, that maybe they can, maybe some of those twos that have been battling, maybe they'll get better and maybe some things will start clicking heading into fall camp. So that's what I'm looking, you know, for to. Hey, John. What's up? Maybe, maybe Brennan Moran, um, that Jimmy told us about, that just committed. Maybe he can come in the grad transfer, uh, the grad transfer from um, Sioux Falls. Yeah, some from Sioux Falls, man. You know, six four, three hundred. Jimmy was spot on with that. He was telling us to look out uh, for him. Um, but yeah, like maybe he can come in at what? How many? Uh, how many years as a starter, uh, Jimmy? I think he's just got one year left, right? That guy started 32. Oh. He started 32 games his career. He's yeah. had the COVID years, and, you know, he's had some injuries too. But, yeah, he started 32 games. The guy that's very experienced on the inside, started 32 games, looked at his film, was very fluid. Um, you can tell that he's just a, a veteran, experienced. He had great technique. He probably didn't overwhelm you with his measurables or you know, or any or his strength or anything like that, but he was nasty. He finished. He could pull around. He could hit somebody. And his you sometimes you just need that professional up front that, that's been through all the wars, especially with a brand new line, to come in and uh just set the tone and set expectations. So maybe I know he's he has one year left. I know he's not transferring here to just be in Birmingham for his last year. So um I'm looking forward to see if he can grab one of those guard spots. Yeah, he. I think he should come in and compete right away, and so I'm, I'm excited to see that. I hate it for Zaire Flournoy. I mean, getting hurt like that. He was doing so well in practice. Hate it for him. Um, but hopefully he'll you know bounce back and be be ready to go next year. Uh, real quick, guys, defensively, I'm looking at linebackers. I want to see them. You know that that's kind of the position for me that I'm watching. Uh, that I'll definitely be watching. You know during fall camp is who's going to step up. You know, there there's some guys there. There's some guys that have kind of stepped up, you know, moving in the rotation, but we're going to need that. You know, I think the the line, the secondary is good, very deep, but the linebackers, you know, inside linebackers, I'm going to need to see it some more heading into fall camp. So any last thoughts, guys? On def- Jimmy, you want to say anything on defense? No, I was going to say the same thing. That's the position I'm looking out for, too. We've had some uh, number changes. Tamarius Brown to number seven, Jackson Bratton to number two. Looking at that linebacker group, I'm just looking to see where the pieces fall. There's a lot of talent in that group, but we're also having to replace so much production that we lost. So, you know, uh, but it sounds like from the interviews that we've had uh, that John's done and that, you know, from the articles that we've read from Steve that, you know, there is some excitement about that group. Charlie Good has gotten some, you know, shout outs from his progress that he's shown uh, after a good freshman season this past year. So just really excited to see that group. I, I agree, John. I think that the line in the secondary, we we really understand what we've got there. And we're really excited 
and uh, you know this linebacker group to seeing you know how well they could do really could you know make this team even more dangerous defensively. So excited to see what they're made of. Yeah, and I'm just excited to see uh, the young people on that side. The young, like who's gonna you? We have a lot of new faces that's gonna be able to get in. Um, from Ricky Lee's to the Everett Russo's to all of the young pieces we brought in on the D-line. I love to see one thing I like that we're doing now is like we're just going to play the best. Um, typically at UAB, we play the oldest, like the more experienced. I've always been the guy to just say play the who's ever the best. I don't really care what your classification is. So I'm excited to see if some of those young guys really seize this opportunity and um, earn some playing time. Definitely. Well, again, guys, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash blazerpod. Maybe there's a chance you're listening to this and we've already got past 50 patrons. Hey, that's okay. Next stop is 100. You know, we're, we are going to continue to build the Blazer Victory brand, you know, further and further, but, you know, as far as we can take it. And we need, we just need you guys help, you know, spread the words. You know, if you, if you checked out the Patreon, we have not heard one negative word about the Patreon out of all three episodes, nothing but positivity. Jimmy, you know, nailed like he always does a couple of commits that Blazer Victory podcast patrons knew about a week before or two weeks before they committed or a week ago or two weeks ago before they committed, you know, the Blazer Victory patrons were not surprised. They already knew because they checked out the Blazer Victory podcast Patreon. So, again, Blazer, uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash blazerpod. Check it out. But, Darian, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Blazer Nation, just blaze.